So some of our goals are so big that they scare our pants off. But now that our pants are off anyway, run for your biggest, hairiest, most audacious goal with everything that you have. This is the Summer's Off Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jules. And I'm Mal. And I'm a SPED teacher. And I'm a Gen Ed teacher. So welcome to the Summer's Off Podcast, the show for all of you August to May schoolaholics taking the summers off to rest, re-energize, and get up and do it all over again next year. We're talking about teacher life inside and outside the classroom and what it's like to live as an educator all year round. It's not just for teachers, but also paraprofessionals, administrators, and anyone who calls school their home away from home. So grab a room temperature cup of coffee and settle in with the, the Summers Off Podcast. At Get Your Teach On, Dave Hollis talked about the if-then statements of setting goals and habits. Yeah, I think we're familiar with the if-then structure uh, for getting kids to, to do things with positive reinforcement like if you do these five math problems, then you get a sensory break. Yeah, or whatever type of reward they want. Yeah, but it's got to be... I mean, it's got to be an agreeable reward that is from a list that you've come up with for them to choose from. If you do two math problems, you get entry to Disneyland, <laughs> right? No. It's... You get my car for the day. It's got to be proportionate. The then needs to be proportionate with the if. What you're yeah. asking them to do needs to be proportionate with the thing that they're getting. Right. So Dave Hollis talked about that if-then structure of aligning our goals with our habits. So it goes like, if I want to blank, that's your goal, mm -hmm. then I need to blank enforce your, this habit that's your habit yeah so so it was really great because it's it's helping you align your goals with your habits and so that you aren't doing all of these habits that aren't actually leading you to your goal right so if my goal is to become wonder woman then my habits of uh being a couch potato and watching and uh, binge watching, uh, they don't align, right? Right. I have a big goal of writing curriculum. So uh, my statement would be, if I want to write a slamming, creative, awesome curriculum that works with all different kinds of life students and translates easy, easily to learning from home, then I need to throw myself into daily researching creative ways to present the content that are in the TEKS or in the state standards. And also, I'm realizing that I have to eat the frog. Do you Come again? <laughs> have to eat the frog. Have you heard so of So we're not just going to kiss the frog now. We're mm. eating them. Gross. Once you, once you meet it, you got to kiss it. <laughs> once you meet it, then you got to eat, eat it. it. <laughs> Meet it and eat it. So, yeah, this was another throwback. Uh, I've, I've heard it a little bit recently, but I heard it a long time ago that the first thing you do, and I think this comes from Mark Twain originally, is that you have to eat the frog. The, the first thing you do is tackle that big goal that you don't want to do. 
It means like you getting do- your butt off the couch when you don't really feel like it. Yeah, and I find that if I put something off, uh, that it just hangs over my head. Right. And I, I feel it, and I've been putting off diving in. Me to with the signing up for my benefits, my <laughs> insurance benefits. I'm like, mm, I've had this for like a month. Let That's me just right. sign up for them the day before. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but when it got it's all done, gonna come crashing down. When I ate that frog, it felt so much better. Did you get your benefits? Yes. Did you do? Okay, good. Eat that frog, and then when you eat frogs, then you're gonna have healthcare coverage. Yay! That. <laughs> Helps you heal from that. But yes, it's just doing it. Tony Robbins talks about how every day he starts his day by jumping into this pool of cold water. And he's like, I don't want to do it. But I had the, the little pool installed, and that's what I do. And I've decided that that's what I'm going to do. And I don't put it off. And I don't think about whether I feel like doing that right now. And it reinforces that he's going to do what he's got to do. Just have like having like mental toughness. Dive in. Just, Just do it. Dive in. Just do it like Nike. Like Greg Louganis. I don't even know who that is. Right. Like Michael Phelps. Me. <laughs> like, okay, are we hurting for swimming heroes? <laughs> there are a lot of admirable swimmers. Like Montana Goodman. He quit, though. Oh, my God! Did you know that? Jeez. <laughs> he quit. Just eat the frog and and get rid of that procrastination and, and putting it off that increases your stress and your fear about it. That's so right. The more you put it off, the more you just let it consume you. And then as soon as you do it, you feel so much better. That's true. <sighs> the weight is lifted. So if I want to be an effective teacher, then I need to learn from from mistakes and start planning ahead, which was, like, something I did not do very well when I first started. Because I didn't really know uh-huh. how to, you know, bulk up my planning and how uh-huh. to plan a lot. Plan to plan, basically. Yeah. I learned that you need a plan to plan. That's plan part of success. Plan to plan. Dude, and I love to plan. I love a checklist. Yeah. I love it. I love it better than I love executing the plan. I love putting together a checklist of some things that I've already done so that once I start writing it, there's some I can just already have checked. Yes. Okay. I will do that. I will go ahead and put on my list of to-dos. Part of it are things I've already done. Got to check it off. But I don't like those digital to-do lists where when you check it off, it sends it to another part of the screen or it just eliminates it. Right. You don't have the... Mm, that satisfaction yeah. of the checked off item being right there. I have all the access to Google Keep, and I have a lot of Google Keep notes, but for mm-hmm. some reason I always get my flare pens out and buy a cute notebook from Target. Absolutely. And I write my to-do list for the day, and I love putting... I don't just check, though. I put a little X. Mm. See, I put an X for the things that I didn't get to that day and a check mark for the things that I got accomplished. Oh, I always flip to the next day and put those on the next day's checklist, the ones that are still unchecked. And then also, if I want a healthy mind and body, then I need to stick to healthy choices when it comes to your diet, 
not necessarily saying you have to do a diet, but your diet is what your you eat nutrition. every day. So yeah. you have a good diet all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you, you know, don't eat fun things like bread and cheese. You just eat them in moderation. Mm-hmm. And then also sticking to an exercise mm. regime. Singing bread and cheese together like a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm thinking like... That sounds good. Like a meat and cheese board. Oh, a little charcuterie. Yeah, is that how you say it? I was scared to say it because I didn't know if I was saying it right. That may be the correct way to say it. Charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie. 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 The, like when I was, uh, I posted something about schlancha, which is the... Schlancha. Schlancha, which is the Irish, um, the Irish toast, you know, Is that what like, the boys say? Is that yeah, what Charlie says? Yeah, they do, they do. Like what else does he say? Or l'chaim. L'chaim. Yeah. <laughs> My boys love languages. My boys love Google Translate. They get on there all day uh but yeah so i was looking up how specifically to say slancha and and there was one on there that you click on it, it goes slant slant that doesn't sound right and it had so many thumbs down symbols commenting on it and i was like yeah that's right because you don't say slant it's slancha it's slancha slancha okay Big Irish goals. I think that it's really important, especially when you're creating those big, hairy, audacious goals, to get rid of all of your qualifiers, to get rid of anything that's, uh, that minimizes the goal and says, let's, let's try to do this, let's do a bit of that, and get a little better with... Uh, we, that's all this weakening vocabulary. Make yeah. those going back to eat the frog. S- yeah, just do eat it. that frog. Don't don't chew on the frog. <laughs> don't nibble, I hear it's nibble its little toes. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, and I mean Yoda told us there there is no try, right? He said, "There's just do." Yeah. There's no try. Do or do not. Yes, there is there no it is. try. There it is. Yeah, and so that's it. That's actually really true because, again, Tony Robbins. <laughs> I've been doing the Tony You're Robbins comeback challenge. I am a fan of Tony Robbins. I I am proud to be a fan. In one of his seminars, he put a chair in front of them and he said, okay, try to move that chair. And so they picked up the chair and, and he said, no, 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 no. You're moving it. Just try to pick up the chair. And so the guy like, put it down and like kind of pantomimed moving it, but it, he didn't move. He's like, no, you're not, you're not moving it at all. I need you to try to move it. And it doesn't move at all. Yeah, it, there was no way to, to try to move it. The man was either not moving it or he was moving it. There actually was no try. I couldn't believe it. But I it start was saying right. that to my kids. Yeah. Do it or don't. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to recess. <laughs> don't give it. No. Don't give the option when There's it's only not do. actually there. Yeah. There's only do. There is, n- there is no try, only do. I'll just start <laughs> saying that. I'll just start dressing up as Yoda. See, 
I think that that's... I think that's fine. I think that's acceptable. This is a post-COVID world that we are teaching in. <laughs> there are a lot of acceptable Anything things. Anything goes. Anything goes. You can dress up like Gandalf and tell the kids, <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> and now for a segment we like to call, What Are You Watching? What are we watching? We are watching... Or should I say re-watching Stranger Things? Oh. Because I hear that there's going to be another season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always good to re-watch and to make sure you know every detail of what's happening mm-hmm. beforehand. So Right. You're like, where is my that gra- guy right now? Yeah. So my grandparents and I are re-watching it. Is it different to re-watch it? What, what are you picking up that you didn't pick up before? Are there... Is it really different to watch it now? I love picking up on new things. When I think I just stuff. because it's very sci-fi, you uh-huh. a lot of the times when you first watch something that's kind of sci-fi-ish, you don't get it because obviously uh-huh. it's made up stuff. But when you start re-watching it, I feel like little things have popped out to me more uh-huh. that are foreshadowing things that happen later on in season. So yeah, I feel like there were still things that when I watch it, it was still new to me. Yeah. So, um, and I just love the cast. And it gives me major E.T. vibes. Uh, Yeah, it definitely has that vibe of kids in the 80s on their bicycles. Uh, I wish we still rode bicycles around with our friends. Yeah. Let's do that. And aliens. Yeah. That we keep and hide from our parents. Yes. We should get bikes and then go on a search for an alien. We watched, we watched E.T. recently, and that the scene where the mother comes in and sees Elliot and E.T., and Elliot's like, I think we're dying. <laughs> and then the mother, like, immediately grabs all three children and whisks them away from E.T. I remember when I was little, I was like, oh, my gosh, that mother is horrible. But as a mother now, I'm like, Oh no! Yeah. Like, uh, uh-uh. I go in and find my children with this little powdered donut, uh-huh. dying alien. And yeah, like, it does look like oh a powdered donut. Oh my gosh! Get away! That's yeah, but me. also I couldn't imagine being in a house with this alien in my house for however long ET was in there. Mm-hmm. Like, how does she not know? Okay, to be fair, ET looked a lot like. The stuffed animals in Gertie's enormous closet. That's true. Her closet was goals. I wish I had her closet. Yeah. we. I, my husband and I talked at length about how cool her closet was and how enormous it was. And we're like, I don't think this is actually a closet. I think this is an extra room that they've made into a closet because she has so much crap in there. Probably bought to console her about her dad having left them. And gone to Mexico with his new girlfriend. You negative Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hurting. That woman is under a lot of stress. Like her husband has left her. And yeah, well, because she. He hates Mexico. Well, and the mom comes home. Nobody's been there except the children. And she like picks up. A ton of empty beer cans is like, huh, okay. And just puts them in the trash. Like, huh, 
This is interesting. No one's been here, but maybe I just did this and I don't remember. To cope with my husband leaving me. Leaving going to Mexico. (laughs) Oh, we should probably take that out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. I've been watching. Oh, goodness. I've been watching a show called What We Do in the Shadows. Now, there was also a movie called What We Do in the Shadows a few years ago, and this is based on the same premise. And it's a really funny look at these this uh, group of vampires and their roommates, and they live in Staten Island. It's just crazy and funny and weird. It's uh, executive produced by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. Taika Waititi directed Jojo Rabbit, and he directed Thor Ragnarok, which, uh, of all the movies that my husband has dragged me to that are superhero movies, that uh, Thor Ragnarok is the one movie that I will would actually choose to watch again. It is, it's so funny, and he has such a weird sense of humor being from New Zealand, and it's just, uh, it. It's just so funny. I can't even uh, describe it. But yeah, what we do in the shadows is just this funny, weird take on what it's like to to be in you know twenty twenty, having roommates and uh, navigating life in Staten Island as a vampire. So it's it's super funny. The Summers Off podcast is produced by Albie Robles Voice. Thanks for joining us on the Summers Off Podcast. I'm Jules. And I'm Mal. Do you have any questions? Because we have questions for you. Find us on Instagram at Summers Off Podcast or visit our Facebook page to join the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions about this crazy life we've chosen inside and outside of the classroom. Enjoy your summer break and tune in for next week's episode of the Summers Off Podcast. Summers Off Podcast.